Hi, I'm Gar Sanders. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels, and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. V8 Supercars is sold. Australian Motor Racing Partners are coming on board as approximately 60% shareholders in V8 Supercars. Winton is this weekend. It's funny that we always seem to go to Queensland and have a good result and they always come to our place and have a good result. And who are the winners and losers of the week's events? I feel a huge win-win for our sport, uh, for the teams involved in our sport and most importantly of all, of course, the fans. It's all coming up today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. V8 Supercars announced this week that they had finalised the 60% sale of the series to Australian Motor Racing Partners Proprietary Limited, which is supported by Archer Capital. So the first question is, who is Archer Capital? Andrew Gray from Archer Capital explained. Uh, Archer Capital is a, an investment firm that's backed by a majority of uh, the largest superannuation funds in the country. So, uh, in effect, the mums and dads of, uh, of Australia are, are investing directly in uh, V8 supercars, so we're quite excited about that. Uh, we've got a long track record, uh, businesses such as MYOB, uh, Repco has been a portfolio company of ours in the past, Emico, uh, Cellar Masters Wines was a business we recently sold to, uh, to Woolworths. Very excited to, to, to add uh, the V8 supercars business to, uh, to our, our stable of, uh, of portfolio companies. So is Archer Capital going to be in V8 supercars for the long haul? You know, our, our view is to, is to the, uh, the immediate future and working with the team to, uh, to continue to grow both the, the, the actual racing team themselves and, and the management team to the business and that's that's our uh, that's our focus. Andrew Gray explained what Archer Capital's day-to-day involvement in V8 supercars will actually be. And the business will be at the board level so we don't uh, participate in the day-to-day operations so from that standpoint nothing's going to change it's uh, business as usual. We will be looking to add some guidance to uh, to ensuring that the, the business does grow. Tony Cochran said that this change in ownership will make no difference to the fans of V8 supercars. Fans' point of view, there'll be more racing uh, out of this uh, decision today. There'll be a bigger calendar and there'll be more uh, television and media to follow our sport with. Tony Cochran not expecting any of the team owners to take the payout from the sale and run. Um, I'm not personally aware right today of anybody that has an intention to uh, sell out following this. Um, But I'm sure over the next couple of years, as has happened in the past and will happen in the future, just like all forms of motorsport around the world, there'll be wrecks that change hands, wrecks that come and go, wrecks that expand, wrecks that uh, reduce in size from perhaps two to one team or grow from one to two teams. 
That's all part and parcel of our business and our sport. But TC has foreshadowed some big changes ahead, including an 18-race calendar very soon to be finalised for 2013. Firstly, car of the future, at least two, possibly three brand new international venues in that year, adding to our existing championship. Roland Dane and Ross Stone were on hand at the press conference to represent the teams. Dane explained why they wanted to sell part of their share in the sport. We went to to ask um, SEL, to ask James and Tony whether they'd be prepared to to help us restructure the business and uh, allow us to, to reinvest into Car of the Future. We wouldn't be here in the first place without SEL, but we also now wouldn't be in the position of being able to take the next chapter and write the next chapter of this book without the cooperation of these guys. Ross Stone gave Stone Brothers racing perspective. It's all about the racing for us, and um, I haven't been that comfortable with a guy next door winning the quite a few of the recent championships. For my brother Jimmy and I, our only focus is to win... Um, a championship and, and to win it really soon and then to follow that up and with the car of the future coming on this allows to, allows us to do that the way it needs to be done and um, we're really looking forward to that side of the business. With the focus of the sport now turning to what the TV rights might hold for V8 supercars, Tony Cochran, who has been outspoken in recent weeks about the Seven Network's treatment of the series, called for some calm in the discussion. Can I just say, it's always, I think it's healthy for a sport and a media company to have a, a, a robust and a strong debate. But just because we're having a blue at the moment on one particular point, I, I am very confident the uh, that will be fixed. Um, And looking forward, uh, they are working very hard to come up with some very strong solutions for, not for us, but for our fans. But will V8 Supercars try to have their TV deal finalised before the NRL? Tony Cochran says no. We're not rushing to do a deal and the NRL aren't particularly rushing to do a deal. They have their challenges. We'll have a great uh, free-to-air partner. We'll have a great range of media rights and a great range of media partners as we build going forward. And something that we're all overlooking here, we're building all the time with our international television rights and our international television incomes. Of course, there will be some structural changes to the board of V8 Supercars with Tony Cochran remaining at its head. Brad Jones and Roland Dane will represent the team, Andrew Gray and Brad Laskin will represent the Australian Motor Racing Partners. A new V8 V8 commission will be established to assist the board and V8 Supercars management, the details of which will be released in June. On this week's White Flag Lap, Todd Kelly talks about his thoughts on the sale of V8 Supercars. To Winton News, and Andrew Jones is on standby for Carl Reindler this weekend. As Reindler is still looking forward to racing, he may have to stand aside to ensure his wounds are completely healed on his hands before returning to the cut and thrust of racing. Although the surgery has been a success, the test on Friday will be the final determination to his race fitness. Garth Dander is confident that following a strong test last week at HRT, we'll be able to repel the northern challengers who have dominated this round over the past years. Um, I think a lot of the time you get locked into your own setup and your own way of doing things at your test circuit. And then obviously on a race weekend, there's support categories, there's all of our supercar activity. So the track changes quite a bit. And then you're probably a bit stubborn and you don't want to change your setup from what you learn on the test day. So you probably get stuck in a bit of a rut. Whereas when you go into a track only once a year, you've got fresh ideas 
ideas and you just react to the track the way it's behaving on the race weekend. So uh, maybe that's it. I'm not too sure. Triple Eight Engineering have completed their examination of the Steve Owen VIP Pet Food Commodore, which was involved in the start line crash with the Fair Income Sheds Commodore in Perth. And while they were happy with the way the car withstood the impact, they have made further developments to the team Vodafone cars ahead of this weekend's racing. These include changes to the fuel cell integrity and the installation of the fuel cell, along with modifications to allow the driver to exit the car a lot quicker and also safer. VIP Pet Foods have now completed its rebuild on the 49 car, It was in that wreck two weeks ago, as I mentioned, with the team putting the final components on the car last Tuesday, just five days after it was returned from the panel shop to their race shop. Everything from the front windscreen forward has been replaced. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break, Randy Corners will be along to preview Winton, and then later Tony Shebecki and Lachlan Mansell will join me. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Hey, looking forward to it. Controversy Corner is next when we return with more on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from SEN's On The Grid, it is none other than Tony Shebecki. Good evening, Shebecks. Good evening, Craig. I'm very well, thank you. Also, the voice of the Winton Motor Raceway, fitting we're going there this weekend, is Lachlan Mansell. Good evening, Lockie. Good evening, Craig, and good evening, Tony. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because there's one one story that is dominating everything to do with V8 supercars, and it's not going to Winton this weekend, Lockie. No, the dominant story of this week uh, was on Tuesday, wasn't it, with the confirmed sale of the V8 supercars to a new Australian company, the Australian Motor Racing Partners Company, which is being uh, heavily financed by Archer Capital. So that certainly dominated the motorsport media this week. And a very interesting story it is as well with uh, some... uh 
fairly significant implications, one would suspect, for the future of V8 supercars. For the punter, though, I think it's pretty clear, isn't it, Tony, that uh, there's really no change. It's status quo for the short term, at least. Except that they'll be seeing their teams with a bit more cash flowing out of their pockets. I suppose each of the teams getting $4 million per wreck out of this deal, which is uh, great news, and they still retain 40% ownership of the business, only 60% going to the new venture capital. You're right, for the remainder of this season, Craig, we won't see any difference, but one's uh, yet to see what the the, uh, the calendar may look like for next year, and uh, even whether the... Uh, the, the future, the, the car of the future, is brought forward uh, any quicker than what it, it may have been. Mm. I guess they've got to get it whilst they're all cashed up before they put that money somewhere else, Lockie. I agree with what Tony's saying and, and you, Craig. I don't think that we'll see any really major changes in the short term. It'll be more in the medium to long term, sort of three years onwards, that we'll really start to see the effects of this sale. But I think probably the most significant thing is that the sport is now owned 60% by an independent body, which is the Australian Motor Racing Projects Company, and only 40% owned by the teams, whereas previously you had SEL, which owned 25%, and the teams owned the vast majority of the series with 75%. So um, what that means is that the control of V8 supercars now rests with an independent body, and I think in the medium to long term, what that will mean is that in the past we've seen that maybe there were some decisions that should have been made but weren't made because the teams opposed it. Now, what you'll see is because it's an independent in control, you'll see some decisions being made without necessarily being affected by opposition from the teams. I'm sure... I think the other important thing, guys, is the fact, too, that that 60% ownership is now owned by an investment company. What do investment companies want to do? They want to make a profit. They need to see money returning for the money that they've put out. So whereas V8 Supercars was always happy to make money for their teams, sure they were. Now they're going to be even more so with uh, the investment company wanting to make money. And, and I think that's where we'll start to see changes. Uh, we won't necessarily see cutting of, of safety or anything like that just to make a quick dollar. But I think we'll start to see some clever business decisions being made and that could mean more races overseas where there are com- there are countries and there are uh, venues willing to spend some good dollars to get some good racing. Certainly it was foreshadowed, Tony, that uh, we are going to see a doubling of overseas races in the next two to three years. That was immediately put on the table by Tony Cochran at the press conference. Well, a doubling would mean only two races, wouldn't it? We've only Four. got one at the moment. No, no, <laughs> you've got New Zealand as well. Oh, no, but you count New Zealand as us. I mean, I, I think we're, when we're looking at overseas races, I think we're looking at uh, areas outside of a 400-kilometre radius. Okay. Shores. Well, and, we, uh, sorry, you sorry, go. Craig. Well, we ha- are going to definitely see a, a situation where there's going to be four to six overseas races. There's no doubt about that. Uh, no doubt. And uh, once again, that won't be in the immediate future. I think what we'll see next year is we'll probably see an extra... Uh, desert race come up, whether that be Qatar or, and that's been the, the place that's been most mooted as being the, the logical solution. So Qatar and uh, Abu Dhabi running next year. We may even see uh, Singapore come on board next year, which would give us three. And then the talk is that we could be seeing some other Asian venues such as India and possibly two rounds in, uh, in India itself and then maybe another one through uh, China or the like. Mm. Lockie, I think you've been talking about independent ownership, but I think one of the critical things is they're going to try and get the 
V8 Commission back up online. And if there was one thing that really moved AFL football from being a southern state or a South Australian, Western Australian and Victorian sport to becoming a national sport was definitely the introduction of the AFL Commission. They've tried it once and it failed. Do you think this time it will have that sort of major impact on the landscape? I think, Craig, it depends who's going to be involved in the Commission. If they can get the right people involved, the right people with the knowledge to make the right decisions to improve the V8 supercar rules and regulations to make the racing more entertaining for spectators, then, you know, potentially it could be a very, very good thing for the future of the sport. Um, I just hope that it doesn't become a political farce and you get people arguing with each other and no productive uh, progress is made. What about you, Tony? What are your thoughts on the Commission? Yeah, it, it is an interesting one, you're right. Look, I think the Commission always seems to be, uh, from what we've seen in AFL and what we're starting to see in other sports, I think even the NRL mm. are looking at going at uh, a, a joint Commission, whereas I think they've had so many different ones before, but now they're looking at, at forming an overall. I think it's got, it's got definitely a lot of merits, and uh, if it can be removed it, from the actual sport itself, it, it takes out the emotion and the, the emotive decisions that may involve the sport, and then decisions are purely made on what is best for the sport. And I think if that's the way that they go, if they take that track, it's not a bad thing. Are we worried at all that this may be, as some of the critics have said, Tony, this is the death knell for V8 supercars? Oh, no doubt it won't be. It, definitely, it could be nothing further from the truth. I wouldn't have thought, I would have thought that this is probably going to see V8 supercars get bigger and better over the next few years. As I said, we've got a company that's put in $300 million. They're going to want to see some return for that, so they're going to come up with some exciting things, and I think that can only benefit the fans. Just back to that commission uh, basis, could you imagine if we didn't have the FIA in Formula 1 and we just had Bertie Eccleston making all the rules and regulations? Yeah, it's called Tony Cochran, isn't it? (laughs) To an extent. Lockie, your thoughts just ahead of Gas and Go. I basically agree with what Tony said. I think that uh, at the end of the day, business now will drive for the ultimate decisions or be the driving force behind the uh, ultimate decisions. And so we should see some good growth in V8 supercars in the next three to five years. Well, it's time for Gas and Go on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. I'm now on the V8 Insiders and, uh, well, first up, five questions, three minutes. I don't know if we can do it either. Starting with Tony Shebeki, should the V8 series, should the Fujitsu series restrict its entry conditions to exclude any drivers at all, including former main game champions or even Bathurst or race winners? No, because if those guys are any good, they'll still be driving in the main game. So the fact that they have to drive in the Fujitsu series, if they have to, means that they're uh, probably not, uh, they're, they're not travelling at their best behind the wheel at the moment. So, no, I think Fujitsu series... I, I think there probably should be a percentage, though, of rookies in the Fujitsu series, which gives young guys an opportunity to actually show what they're worth. Lockie? 
I don't think they should be excluded from the Fujitsu series, but maybe they should have a similar system to NASCAR where you have to nominate one series or another that you score points in and you're only eligible to score points in one series throughout the year and you can't chop and change between the different series and try and win all of them. Mm. Well, Lockie, will teams who don't get manufacturer funding in the future perhaps receive funding from V8 Supercars to put another brand on their car? I don't think so. I just think from a business perspective, there's too many reasons why it wouldn't work. Um, you know, why would V8 Supercars put money in to promote other manufacturers? It just doesn't really make a lot of financial sense. Tony? No, with you on that one, Lockie, definitely does not make any financial sense at all. And the fact is you can't just put a name on a car. You've got to have some part of that company in the car, whether it be an engine or whatever it might be. And if they're not doing that, then it's just false advertising, isn't it? And in, in a way, the, uh, most all the cars have received some money from V8 Supercars in the last 48 hours anyway. <laughs> Will racing in Germany help or hinder Mr Lowndes' championship hopes, Tone? No, I think it'll help. Uh, it definitely won't hinder. I don't know whether it'll help, but it definitely won't hinder. Look, Craig has ambitions and uh, he should be allowed to pursue those as long as they don't fall in the V8 Supercar window and it gives him an opportunity to just uh, hone his skills even further. So I think it's a great move. Lucky. Agree with Tony totally on that one. Lowes is a professional racing driver and a uh, good opportunity for him to get experience overseas at a different racetrack in a different type of racing car. On Friday, Triple Eight have said to him or Team Vodafone said, Craig, you can't do it. That would have hindered his championships. Yes. Uh, prospects. For sure. Which endurance driver will cover himself with glory on Friday, Lockie? Um... I can think of a couple, but I'm going to single out Nick Perkat here because he's been very impressive so far this season in the Fujitsu series, and he, I think, will really relish the opportunity to drive with the factory Holden Racing Team alongside Garth Tander and um, get some laps behind the wheel of the HRT car in the practice sessions on Friday. This is the first time, I think, in the last uh, three years that I've been on this show that I've agreed with everything that the other person has said during Gas and Go. Can't argue with that one bit. Okay, your turn. Which endurance driver will not uh, cover himself with glory then, Tony? Uh, I don't want to single anyone out, Craig. Oh, come on. Someone has to say Paul Morris, don't they, Lockie? <laughs> um, yeah, but I, the thing is, I'm going to face him at some point, don't I? <laughs> Well, he's one I'm, man that loves controversy. I was going to stick my neck out and say Michael Patrizzi, so now he can go out and prove me wrong on Friday. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. After the break, there's still plenty more. We've got a preview Winton on the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us, the voice of Winton Motor Raceway. You can follow him on Twitter. And Lockie, I'll let you tell what the whole Twitter thing is. Is it hashtag uh, Winton V8? That's correct. So I'll be hosting the on-track commentary for 
the V8 supercar event races 10 and 11 at the, the championship this weekend at Winton. For any track side spectators, if you want to ask questions to the commentators, which will obviously be myself as the host plus the category commentators, uh, Chris Jewell for the V8 supercars, Richard Crail for Formula 3, Luke West for Formula Ford, Mike Drewer for the Australian GT Championship and Bobby McGee for the Aussie Racing Cars. Jump on your mobile phone, get onto Twitter and uh, post your question with the hashtag WintonV8, all lowercase, all one word, and uh, the brains trust in the commentary box will do the best to answer your questions. And, of course, Tony Shabeki, they can follow you on on the grid, on SEN if you're in Melbourne, and like I do when I'm sitting back on a Sunday morning having a nice warm beverage listening to On The Grid Online at www.sen.com.au. Uh, click on the online button and uh, you can, uh, yeah, down stream us or down, yeah, what is it? It's, uh, you can stream us live online as we go to air online. Yes. Winton is always an interesting race. One of the interesting things is Marcus Marshall holds the lap record at Winton, set in 2009 in one of the first of the soft tyre races. Uh, he's not out on the track this time round, but... Who do we think is going to be the uh, the man who's going to get there and do the job, Tony Shebecki? It's been interesting, hasn't it? The last few years it's been very much dominated by Fords and Fords that have come from Queensland, and <laughs> which has been quite uh, surprising. You would think that being the test track for the Victorian teams, that definitely they'd hold some sort of advantage, but that hasn't been the case. James Courtney... Uh, clean sweeping both races last year and then I think it was Team Vodafone uh, before that who uh, really looked the goods and I'm sort of thinking that things may not be any different this year. I think that a team from Queensland is definitely going to dominate and I think it will be a Ford team that's going to dominate and I've just got a feeling that uh, the boys from SBR might just do something special at Winton as they did over in Hamilton with Shane Van Gisbergen. A lot of uh, momentum going through that team at the moment and yeah, once again, just got a feeling that they might uh, just uh, be pretty happy when they leave Winton on Sunday night. Well, Lockie, I've tipped Jason Bright, so I'll put my hand up uh, right now. Who have you, who have you got your uh, impartial track commentary hat on for? I'm with you, Craig. I've tipped Jason Bright as well because he has been very good on the soft tyres so far this year. It is an all-soft tyre weekend, Winton this weekend. Picking up the first race win ever for Brad Jones Racing in V8 supercars will be a huge confidence booster for, for that team as well. It is their test track at Winton and there's arguments for and against whether that's an advantage or not but I think Brad Jones Racing is as close as what you would call a local team because they are based just up the road at Aubrey Wodonga so yeah Jason Bright is my tip for this weekend. All right so finally we've got Tony and Lockie disagreeing about something. Will the carnage we've seen a huge huge crash count so far this year do you think that's going to continue Lockie at Winton? In some respects, I think it might because Winton's the kind of track which does lend itself to lots of bumping and grinding. There's not a lot of long straights. There's lots of corners, lots of direction changes. And in the past, we have seen lots of incidents at Winton Motor Raceway throw in a little bit of wet weather as well. And um, I think we could quite well see, to uh, use my favourite word in motorsport commentary, some pandemonium at Winton this weekend. And, uh, Tony, I think uh, one editor of V8X magazine will be hoping it's not raining because I believe he's camping at Winton this weekend. (laughs) 
I've known a few uh, newspaper and magazine editors that have uh, camped over their time as well. Uh, have camped or been camped? Don't know where I was going with that one. It always does give us a bit of pandemonium, doesn't it, uh, the old Winton? And whether it's because people get a bit of a brain freeze. Can't believe it's already snowing up in the mountains just in Winton's backyard, so that's going to make it even colder up there. The uh, the boys from Queensland really won't know what hit them when they get down there. Uh, look, it's a, it's a good little track, Winton. I think we've had this discussion before, Craig, as to whether or not uh, our permanent tracks are still suited to the, the size of V8 supercars, and Winton probably is one that just is uh, still, you know, is still okay for V8 supercars, but uh, as these things get a little bit bigger and, you know, faster and, and all that sort of stuff, it just, yeah, they start to just don't, don't they start to run off, don't they, the permanent tracks and uh, the street tracks, the big wide street tracks just uh, appeal more. Well, Tony, are we going to see a situation as surreal as last year where HRT ended up taking each other out? I would hope not. Uh, I think those days are probably uh, long gone in, in motor racing. We saw it happen last year as well with uh, Vettel and also Weber, didn't it? And I think uh, once drivers get into that situation, I think people have been uh, slapped over the wrist and told to uh, be a little bit more careful. And I think that's what we're going to see uh, definitely at Winton. And uh, we have seen since Winton last year. All right. So, Lockie, uh, I guess one of the stories we would have loved to be covering was if Carl Reindler doesn't get back from his horrific accident or from his horrific injuries, we would have seen Jason Richards in the car, but it's, they've announced that Andrew Jones is on standby. Yeah, well, I think ultimately it'll probably be academic because from all the reports that I've heard, Carl Reindler has recovered exceptionally well from that horrific crash at Barbagallo and he's going to be right to get back into the race car this weekend at Winton anyway. But even if he hadn't been able to race, although the heart would say they should put Jason Richards in the car, the sensible decision probably would have been to put Andrew Jones in the car because he hasn't actually had any race miles this year in V8 supercars, whereas Jason Richards has already done laps in the Fujitsu series at Clipsal and also driving for Brad Jones Racing in the non-championship races at the Melbourne Grand Prix. Tony? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I'm surprised you're hearing that, Lockie. I'm actually hearing that uh, the, the Carl, yeah, is fine, but the biggest issue that they have is the fact that we know that many drivers lose a bit of skin and always get blisters on their hands from gear changes and the like, and they'll do a fair few of those at Winton over the next uh, couple of days. And they are a bit concerned that with the, the work and the surgery that's been done on Carl's hand, that that may be the thing that actually stops him in the end from driving and Andrew Jones will get a run. So it'll be interesting to see which way they go. Yep, uh, emotionally, uh, it would have been lovely to see Jason there again and, and doing what he does best. But I think you're right, if, uh, if they are going to replace Carl, probably the sensible decision just at the moment, as Jason's still going through experimental treatment and the like, is to go with Andrew. Yes, well, it'll be interesting to see all the trials and tribulations of Winton coming up this weekend. Lockie, all the best as you're in the commentary box this week. Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. It's a big, exciting weekend. So, um, yeah, make sure you get trackside. And um, if you can't get near the PA system, you can tune in to the commentary as well on 87.6 FM if you've got a portable radio. All right, and Tony, of course, on the grid this Sunday morning, we'll have all the action from the first race at Winton on Saturday. I won't be at Winton in, uh, in body because I'll have football commitments, but I'll be there in spirit. If you do tune into the race commentary, you might just hear my voice pop up every now and then.
Yes, it's after the break. It's the White Flag Lap where we continue to look into the sale of V8 supercars. I hope you'll stay with us. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Well, of course, if you read V8X magazine, you'll know that the Kelly brothers weren't always 100% in favour of selling the business. Well, on this week's White Flag Lap, we hear from Todd Kelly and his thoughts on the sale to Archer Capital. You know, it's been quite incredible how, how things have changed since Rick and I were little tackers running around getting posters off Brocky and Scafie and Glenn Seaton and those guys to how it is now. And it's, you know, I think in my opinion, a really good time to um, have happened what has with the sale of uh, a portion of the business. Um, the guys that are have taken it on a first class people uh, really good guys they're, they're going to be great guys to deal with and I think that they're well and truly capable of, of taking the sport to the next level now um, from where you know guys like Tony Cochran and the board have grown it so far my thanks there to uh, Todd Kelly also Tony Shebecki and of course to Lachlan Mansell as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders till next time round keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.